everyone, and welcome to The Morning Tea. My name is Amber, and today we are talking about death, just to be blunt. <laughs> I feel like I have so many other podcast ideas, and I, I just can't make them right now because this is really on my mind and my heart, and it's something I want to talk about. Because I, I didn't make this podcast for curation to be what people want it to be. I, I've really made this podcast into something that I need and I think other people might need. But I, I want it to be as authentic as possible. I don't want to force myself to, I don't know, talk about <laughs> something that just doesn't feel right at the moment. Um, but this is what I need to talk about right now. I feel like I am surrounded by death at the moment, and it's a very sorrowful feeling. It's very tough to be dealing with, in all honesty. There will likely be a bit of tears during this episode, but if you're also dealing with death, I'm here. Hi. (laughs) You have a friend. I know I'm not alone going through this right now. Everybody deals with death at some point, whether it's our own or other people or pets. It could be anything, really. I want to provide you all with the most authentic, heartfelt content I can because this platform feels right for sharing this kind of thing, for sharing real thoughts and real experiences I don't feel like I can do this on other platforms. It just feels right to just talk. There's not something in front of you like a picture or a video that is distracting. It's just talking. It's just you and I having a conversation. I do want to mention what I am drinking this morning. (laughs) I am having some homemade chamomile tea, y'all. I planted chamomile last year and it flourished. If anybody knows about chamomile, it's fairly easy to grow and it turns into a bush. Like you will have chamomile for life. And my mom accidentally dug it out because she, all the flowers were gone and she thought it was a weed. And I was like, no, not my chamomile. I was so sad. It was in the fall. So we were like, you know, clearing out plants, getting ready for new things in the springtime. But apparently the roots were very deep because I came outside the other day and a full bush of chamomile was back and blooming and all the bees are into it. So I'm happy that it came back. It's supposed to come back every year. I don't know if that's a perennial or whatever it's called. But yeah, once you plant chamomile, it really doesn't go away, which is really great. So I harvested some this morning and I boiled it and I have a very weak chamomile tea, but it's really relaxing. I feel like this is a good tea for today and what we're talking about. I do also want to mention a quick disclaimer that this episode will mention addiction and suicide. And I mean, we're talking about death too. So I know that's a very raw topic for a lot of people. So if any of these are really sensitive for you, proceed with caution or just click away. This just might not be the episode for you. And that's okay. I respect where you're coming from. I have notes in front of me, but it's really hard to know where to begin. I am currently dealing with three deaths. Two have happened and one is coming up. I just want to be honest about it. It just blows. (laughs) 
Dealing with death is so shitty. It just sucks. I'm just feeling very down, so I just want to talk about it. I usually do in the format for this podcast. I'll offer my own experience and then I offer up advice. It might just be a mesh of things today because this is, it's a weird topic and there's not really solid advice I can give you because everybody deals with death differently and death is such a hard thing and it's so personal and there's not really a way to make it easier. It just I hate this phrase, but it just is what it is. Death is a thing and we all go through it, so I want to go through it together and talk about it. So I'll just give you kind of a recap on the deaths I'm dealing with right now. One of my best friends from my childhood passed away about a month ago. Actually, I think it was a month ago today, like the day I'm recording this. And then the day after her funeral, my partner and I found out that his childhood good friend passed away. And the situations were very similar. So we're both kind of going through it right now. And the death that hasn't happened but is in the process is my cat. I have had my cat for almost 17 years since he was a baby. I love my cat. He is my world. I have three cats. We have one of his siblings. So yeah, this is just, it's a tough time right now and I'm sad. So yeah, this has just been a tough time. It's a lot of death all at once. But I guess with death in general, I should just start at the beginning. My childhood has been surrounded by death. I am so grateful to have been so close to great uncles, great grandparents, grandparents, everything. I have had a lot of elders in my life that I have had a great relationship with and unfortunately have had to watch them pass. On top of that, I have also been very close to the other side. I don't know what you, the listener, what your belief system is, but I'm just sharing my experience. You can think it's false. You can totally be on board with it. It's up to you. It's valid because it's my experience. So I have had the, I don't know what you want to call it, ability naturally to talk to people from the other side who have passed on, seen people since I was a little kid. It's just been a thing in my life. I'm actually going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. Well, coming up in a minute, but anywho. The first death I remember really hitting me hard was my great uncle. I was very close with him. My family spent a lot of time with him, and it was really tough losing him. It was the first realization that I wouldn't see him in a physical form anymore. And I wouldn't get to go over to his house and go out to dinner and swim in his pool and watch big fish and all these things and hear his laugh. I mean, he had the best belly laugh, y'all. I wish everybody could have known him. He was an amazing person. And I was a kid when he passed, but it was still a death that resonated with me. And I've lost other family members and I've lost other pets since then, but that was one that was very distinct in my mind of truly understanding what it means to die. That this person is not going to come back, at least not in a form that is familiar and comfortable for me. So since that happened, I discovered that I can talk to dead people more clearly in my dreams. I struggle to even call it a dream because it feels more lucid than that. My great uncle was the first person that I really remember visiting me in a dream, and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He always used to wear them and he was drinking his favorite beer, leaning up against a float plane and laughing that laugh that I missed so much and smiling 
And he looked so healthy and happy. And I just remember him telling me, I'm good. I'm okay. I felt so peaceful after that. And I was young when that happened. It was right after he died. It was a really amazing experience to have. Since then, I have talked to people who have passed in my dreams. And it's mostly people I know. And sometimes it's people I don't, which can be really scary. From what I've read, and take this with a grain of salt because everybody's spiritual experience is very different. No one really knows for sure what happens after we die. We can only go off of what we experience. So what I've seen is that visitation dreams are common, or I guess I, I should say when you're in a dream state, the, the lines between this physical world and like other dimensions, the spirit world, all of that are a little more blurred because you are in an alpha state of mind versus when you're just walking around every day, that's a beta state of mind. So alpha can be reached through dreaming, meditation. There's different things you can go through to be in the alpha state, and that's when you're more like in the spirit world. Like I said before, I am not an expert on any of this. I am just telling you what I have seen as a result of trying to make sense of what I've experienced. If you ever want an episode, by the way, on my spiritual journey and all these things that have happened that I've got some crazy stories I like to think so if you ever want an episode on that please let me know. I would love to do one if people are interested in it. So for me in these kinds of dreams where I am being visited or I'm receiving information that is necessary I am very lucid. Everything is very clear to me. I am thinking clearly. It's as clearly as talking to somebody in the light of day, awake, everything. I have control over my body, I can use all of my senses, and I am in control of what I'm going to say and do, which is huge because I've been able to ask a lot of questions. Like I said, my great uncle was the first person. The second person I really remember visiting me multiple times too is my grandpa. I'm going to talk about the process of his death in a little bit because that was a very interesting experience and really changed my perspective a lot on death. My grandpa would visit me and I would ask him how he's doing and he was like, I'm good, I found my people, like I'm doing okay. He looked young healthy and he would tell me he was watching over my grandma so there was so many different dreams and I haven't seen him in a while but I like to take that as a good sign that he's doing okay and he's figuring things out because he was really lost for a little bit and then recently my friend that passed away my childhood friend visited me as well and took me through her memories I was able to say goodbye and tell her what I loved about her and it was a really beautiful moment that I'll always treasure. It was very special, and I'm honored that she wanted to talk to me. Also, really quick, I apologize if you can hear yard work being done. Somebody's mowing their lawn, and my my microphone is still messed up, so the quality is not great. I know, I know. I'm sorry. A dream that kind of messed me up and really freaked me out was about my brother's friend who passed away. He was in a car accident, I believe. It was freaky. I had to draw when I got out of that dream what I had seen just to try to make sense of it. I have never met this person, full disclosure, like never met. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't even know who he was until he passed away and my brother explained that it was one of his good high school friends. He was showing me his death as a video game with characters that I've 
never seen before in any other kind of game. It was a weird, dark style, and he was in a car going off of a jump, and he couldn't get over. It kept, he kept losing the game, and it kept looping over and over again like he couldn't make sense of why he died. And then he showed me being at a doctor's office, and there was blood everywhere. I mean, there was so much blood, it was like insane. And then he was showing me flashing faces of people in his life that he loves and a woman kept coming up and I assumed that was his mom. And I ended up going to the visitation with my family and his mom was there and that was the woman that I kept seeing. I have, I'm telling you, I've never met this person. I don't know his family. It was such an insane experience. Oh yeah, and he was wearing a hockey jersey in my dream, and I told my brother about this dream, and he was like, oh my god, he loved hockey. I didn't know that. I didn't know this person. It, it was such a bizarre experience, but it was so beautiful at the same time. It, it's one of those things that just, for me, can't be explained. That's, I guess, kind of my childhood going into how I've been talking to dead people. <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk about when my perspective on death really shifted, and that was when my grandpa died. It was the first death that I was a part of, and it was the first death in my like immediate family. My grandpa had cancer for years, so his process was a little bit slower, but I've realized that death is a slow process not just because you get a diagnosis or your body starts shutting down. Your, your personality kind of starts shutting down too. You slowly start leaving the earth and you move away from people, you become less social. There's just, it's such a slow, slow process, but it's really tough to watch too because you'd think at the end people want to be really close, but not everybody does. Some people just want to move away and go through it on their own time. I guess I should also give full disclosure that my grandpa and I were not close. We were when I was really little, but we had a falling out and things just weren't the same after that and I didn't have a great relationship with him which is a huge bummer but I wanted to be involved with everything for my dad because it was really hard on my dad and my dad was very very close with him but when we went to the hospital to visit him so I guess I should say he, he was in hospice technically for five days it was a very very quick process once they figured out the cancer was everywhere. We went and visited him in the hospital and he was kind of in and out of sleep. He wasn't talking anymore. And I remember, oh, here comes the tears. <laughs> I remember when he woke up, he smiled at me and he hadn't smiled at anybody that day or in general, he wasn't, he was barely awake. And that smile was the closure that him and I both needed. It was so beautiful and so raw. It was a great reminder that communication transcends verbal language, written language. It's a feeling that you get and that a smile just dissolves everything bad that could have happened. It dissolves all the grudges and the fights and everything. Everything disappeared because in that moment there was just love and it was so pure and beautiful and I will never forget that smile he gave me. Like he was truly just happy to see me. I hadn't felt that way in a really long time in the presence of him. I didn't know how he felt about me. And to feel that love between both of us was everything we both needed. Gosh, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a tough topic. It's, it's hard to talk about, but it's important. And tears are a part of it. Crying's a part of it. it it's been years since he died and you can see that 
it still affects me a lot. <sighs> so he wanted to pass in his home and my entire family ended up taking care of him. And I should put this out here too. My entire family really didn't have relationships with each other for a long, long time. I won't go into details out of respect for my family, but we did not have relationships with each other. My dad and his brothers didn't talk to each other. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really rough. And if death has taught me anything, it brings people together. We now all talk to each other. We all see each other. We spend the 4th of July together and we are a family for the first time. As adults, we are a family. It's kind of nuts and we've had to learn how to become a family again, but it's been an amazing process and it sadly took my grandpa passing away to do that, but you'd be amazed at how much death can bring people together. When he died, we all had a hand on him and my grandma let him go and told him it's okay to go and he was gone. Sometimes I don't know what I see, but I swear I saw his soul leave his body. And because it was four in the morning, we had to wait for the people to come take his body away. So we just sat in a room with this shell that used to be my grandpa, but we all knew it wasn't anymore. It's so hard to explain, but it's this not, I don't even know, it's this tangible feeling that they're gone. Even when their body is there, they're not there anymore. It's, yeah, it's so hard to explain, but it was a crazy experience. And the five days of him in hospice just felt like a month. It was a long experience. It was so, so difficult to watch somebody die, but it was beautiful at the same time. I also want to talk about my friend passing away recently. So she passed a month ago. This is somebody who was one of my best friends for years. I mean, kindergarten through like high school. We were very, very close. And towards the end of high school, we grew apart. She struggled with addiction, which is a tough, tough demon to have. It is awful. And, you know, we went to a big high school. We didn't see each other often. It, it just, people grow apart over the years. I always, always cherished my time with her, my memories with her. She taught me how to do better with makeup and dress better. And she always just seemed confident, like from day one. Like she just had everything figured out and we were all just trying to be like her. She was so cool and so funny. Oh my god, she had the best laugh. It was just contagious. She was so sweet and kind and knew how to make anybody comfortable in the room, no matter who it was. But it's a weird grief when you you haven't talked to somebody in a long time, and yet you have this insanely close history with them and their family. And that's all that matters. What I found through her death is that I don't remember the years of us not talking. I remember every part of our friendship. There's another lesson from death. It's It makes the memories so much more clear. Every memory, every conversation, all of a sudden they flood back. And I, I don't know if they can flood back unless somebody passes. It's, it's so bizarre. So her funeral was recently. For context, we went to Catholic school together. My graduating eighth grade class was 24 kids, and she wasn't with us for eighth grade. I think she left at some point in middle school, but we, we went to a very, very tiny Catholic school together. So it, we had a close-knit group of people, and our families were all very close with each other. And we all grew up and had different lives after that. Here comes more tears. <laughs> 
being with my Catholic school family felt like home. It was the first time in a long time that I felt like I was at home again. I hadn't, I hadn't been in a room with those people in such a long time, and me and this girl and two other girls were like this really solid group for so long. And we loved each other so much. It was so surreal being in a room together. Because we've all gone and done different things and some of us kept in touch, some of us didn't. But it just felt like somebody was missing. And at the same time, we could feel our friend who passed with us. And we walked around our old school together and the church and it was like... God, it was like being in a time capsule. And it's so funny because you realize that people don't really change. They, I think people are themselves and then like middle school through high school, they get really shitty because everybody's trying to be somebody different. And then like college and beyond, you you just want to go back to being like a better version of your kid self. And that's who we all were. We all just, conversation, everything just fell back into how it used to be. I haven't felt like home like that in a really, really long time. And it was so emotional, if you can't tell. It's an emotional experience, but I needed it so badly. I needed my people, and we needed each other, because this death was devastating. She took her own life. We didn't really have a warning. It just kind of happened, and it sucks. It really, really sucks. It's so hard to talk about because it's so sudden for a lot of people, and you don't know what to say. There's not words because you can't make sense of what happened. Another lesson in death is that death doesn't always make sense, especially when somebody takes their life. You just can't make sense of it, and you might not ever, and you have to find closure in the people around you and in your memories and you heal through that and to be with my my good friends when they laid her to rest was like the toughest thing I've done in a long time and it was so emotional it was so hard because you know the funeral ends and you're like that's it like what what now what the recovery process begins but it feels like what now you know you feel guilty for going on with your life because another lesson in death is that life doesn't stop for death. Death doesn't make the world stop even though it feels like it is. People have to keep going and your life keeps going and work doesn't stop and events don't stop. I mean, this funeral was a couple days ago and the day after, we've, you know, my partner and I found out that his friend died. Things just keep happening and you can't stop them. And I don't think you should try. You just learn how to cope. And to quickly touch on death of a pet, that's a really unique experience to have. It's the only time you can really potentially watch something you love so much from infancy grow into adulthood and becoming elderly, their old age, and then they die. And you're taking care of them all the way through. What a beautiful thing to experience. You see the full life cycle and you get to love them through the whole thing. And it's so difficult, but it is so beautiful at the same time. My cat is old, 17, almost 17 now, and I have had him since I was young, so I've got to see his full life cycle. And he's not gone yet, but he's close. His kidneys are shutting down. He has signs of dementia. He has a heart murmur. He's just dealing with being old. You know, we are trying anti-anxiety meds on him actually which he's responding well to it you know he, he's still kicking right now which is great but we know that this is the last thing that we can try and I'm telling you we have tried 
everything, countless, countless vet appointments and medications, operations, so many different things to try to help him, and sometimes it's just the end. So we're just enjoying our time with him. But it's weird taking care of them as a baby and then taking care of them in their old age. Like humans, it's a slow process, but I'm grateful for it because this cat is my world. My cats, all three of them, are my world. I love them so much. I have shed a lot of tears about this, so part of me, I think, has been compartmentalizing so that I can get through my life and deal with these other two deaths right now. There's a few other things in my notes that are just lessons in death. I think that's what the title of this episode will be called. One is that there is never a convenient time for death. It just, it happens. And because there is no convenient time for it, you have to make time. You have to set aside time and space for yourself to mourn, to heal. Because like I said, the world is not going to stop for you. So if that means taking a few days off of work, do it if you can. If it means just taking the night off, having a drink, whatever you gotta do, just give yourself that space and time because it's okay to hurt. It's okay to hurt. I also wrote down that we need to learn how to walk beside our pain instead of pushing it away. You don't really get over death. I hate when people say like, at some point you'll get over it. Well, no, you don't really get over it. You learn how to walk beside it. You learn how to cope and how to deal with every day. And death comes in waves. It's going to hit you at weird points. Maybe a song comes on the radio that reminds you of this person and you start bawling. And then other days you don't cry at all. It, it is going to come in waves and that's okay. Like I said, you have to give yourself that space and time. And that doesn't mean just a week after and then everything's good. Like you're going to have to keep giving yourself space and time for it. Also, remembering all the good things and never forgetting them. Keep those good memories in a vault because that is what's really special. Those memories are somebody's legacy and as the survivors we are responsible to keep their legacy alive even if it's in our own minds and our own hearts. And the last lesson in death that I want to leave you with today, connect with other people who are hurting because we form bonds over vulnerability more than anything else. Open yourself up, feel that pain, and feel it with other people. Don't push it away, but feel it when you're ready at the same time. And know that you're not alone, and there's other people who are hurting too. Find those people, connect with them, talk to them, because chances are they want to talk too. I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I'm such a Minnesotan, I'm like ready to apologize for being so down and for talking about really serious things, but that, like I said, that's the point of this podcast. I, I want it to be something that we can relate to. Like I said before, we can form bonds over vulnerability. And I would rather be honest than pretend like everything's good, because everything's not good right now and that's okay. And if things are not good with you right now for whatever reason, it's okay. You're amongst kindred spirits here. You're loved beyond belief. You are loved. So I'm sending my love to all of you out there who are dealing with anything, but especially a death right now. It's tough, dude, and you are doing your best, and I'm really proud of you, and I love you, and we're gonna, we're gonna pull through. It's gonna take time, but we're gonna make it. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I apologize for my absence for a while. I've been dealing with some shit, if you can't tell, so I'm going to try 
and make more episodes. It just might be a while. I really appreciate all your support too. Just as a quick side note, I just received so many kind messages about my podcast and it means so much to me. You have no idea. I love doing this and just because I don't upload often doesn't mean I don't love it. Send in things that you want to talk about. Tell me how you're feeling. Write a review. I would love a review. It really helps and feedback is great. So anywho, yeah. Thanks so much guys and I will see you next time.